We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Hallelujah. I just want to, I know we've prayed uh, just then, but I just need to pray again. Holy Spirit, I pray tonight, Lord, you're the minister in this place. It's all about your glory. It's all about the freedom that we have for the price that you paid for. And Lord, again, we, we, we anoint, we dedicate this place to you, Jesus. And may it be a place of holy worship to you, Jesus. I pray come and move in our lives and help me, Lord, to articulate what I believe you've placed on my heart for us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I'm glad you're here tonight. Um, I want to give away some stuff. Who likes getting free stuff? All right, all right. So I, I got 10 cents here. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. There you go. That's good. Anna, you got 10 cents. Great. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up it just a little bit. I've got a dollar. All right. That was good. That was good. Not bad. Not bad. Now, I'm going to up it just a little bit to this handkerchief I've got in my back pocket. What do you want? Get off this. I'm going to up it to five bucks. Who wants five bucks? Oh, oh. Push the man out the way. Push the man out the way. Push him out the way. But you never know. I might up it to 20 bucks. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Sorry about that. Uh, But, you know, I may have another 20. I may have another 20. My wife is just wondering where we got all this money from. Don't ask, don't ask, don't ask. Um, Now, what if I had 20 US dollars? Suddenly, like, there's no one. No one wants 20 US dollars. Now, you're not having my US money. I'm, I'm going... Uh, we, we, we're, on, we're going to LA Central Coast and, and I'm going to use my US money there. <laughs> You're just going to go and change. It's a bad exchange rate right now anyway, so it's actually quite good. But Okay, well, um, now I've, I've got this credit card here right now. Now, now, now I've got more than my wife worrying. I've got the trustees of the church worrying. <laughs> I would say, say, well, say if I was going to say, you could take this credit card and you could take your wife or your husband or your family out for dinner and I'll give you the PIN number. <laughs> Who would want this? <laughs> I said wife or family. None of you guys are married. I'm like, I mean, who, who, who would, I mean, it's, it's right here. I mean, what do you, it, 
Here's... I know you want it. You can come and get it. Come on, Crystal. I know you waved at the back. Anyone could beat her if you want it. If you want it, get it. All right, I'll hook you up later. Give me that back, right? But that, that's, a, that's a true offer. You will take your family out for dinner, and you, we'll pay for it, all right? All right. The message tonight is I forgot why I'm here. You might be thinking the preacher's forgotten why he's here. But the message tonight is I forgot why I'm here. And I said this morning that, uh, that I'm going to show you a hidden verse. It's hidden in Scripture. It's not in your Bible. It might be in some of your Bibles because it depends on the translation that's in it. But I want you to open your Bibles. Who's got their, who's got their Bibles? All right, I want you to turn to John chapter 5. And you, this is the only place you'll see this um, this account of this miracle that Jesus does. It's not in any of the other Gospels. John chapter 5. And I, I'm going to start reading. It's going to come up on the screen. It says, Afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holidays. It was, it was probably um, Passover or Pentecost, one of those holidays, festivals. And, and in that, it means everyone's there. Everyone is there. It was a requirement to be in Jerusalem. And so inside the city near the Sheep Gate was this pool of Bethesda, if I can say that correctly, Beth, Beth. Uh, where with five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. Is there anyone here who's 38 who wants to own up to that? You don't have to, that's all right. I would own up to if I was 38. I'm just a couple of years older. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? goes on. I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me in the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man, who cured? Who was cured? You can't work on the Sabbath. The Lord doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that they demanded? And the man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went on and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. And so, so there's this story, this is, this is, that's the whole lot of it out of the New Living Translation. I'm going to read just the first seven verses out of the New in, in, uh, International Version. Again, after Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holidays, inside the city near the Sheep Gate was a pool of Bethesda, 
uh, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed lay on the porches. Verse 5, one of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me in the pool when the water bubbles up, so someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat, and he began walking. Just Can we reverse, just go back to that start one? Sorry. There we go. I'll read it like this for you, because I want you to get it. It says this. Let's go from verse 2. Inside the city near the sheep gate was a pool of Bethesda uh, with five covered porches. Verse 3. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed, lay on the porch. Verse 5, one of the men lying there had been sick. Can anyone count? (laughs) What's missing? Four. All right, let's go to the new uh, King James Version. After Jesus returned to... After there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4. For an angel went down at a certain time in the pool and stirred up the water. And then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well and of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there, and we know this, it goes on. You'll notice also in the New Living Translation, they can't count either. It goes from verse 3 to verse 5. Now I wanted to share this story with you tonight because... Uh, there's, there's, there's reasons why verse 4 has not been uh, highlighted. It's been footnoted at the bottom of your Bible. Some of you may have seen this and wondered why. But what it is, is, is we went to um, Jerusalem last year, and we were there, and the, and, the, and the person who was taking us, the guide who was taking us said, oh, and by the way, the archaeologists have found the pool of Bethesda. And then uh, it's over there. You can go and see it. Um, it's the story apparently where an angel came down and stirred the waters, but it has nothing to do with that. And I was like, okay, fair enough. I want to go check out my Bible because, you know, you check your Bible out. You don't just take it on someone's word. And so in the end, I, we went and, I went and researched it. And, and, and it's such a, an amazing concept because... If you read it through, you think, yeah, that's, this is like normal, right? Hey, this sounds good. There's a pool of water. And when an angel comes down, the first person in, they get in, they jump in, they get healed, and they get excited, you know. And, and, and that's a good thing. Who, who would think that was a good thing? But, but why is it this? And the problem is with this is that it wasn't an act of God. It wasn't an angel of the Lord. It was actually a counterfeit. See, this pool of Bethesda, what they had there operating there and what was going on in a temple very close and very next door was all about the Greek uh, tradition, the Greek God of, have a guess, medicine. Isn't that amazing? And and, and and I will try and pronounce the the name here, Asclepius. I apologize if I didn't get that quite right. But I wanted to, and guess what is one of, he's got a few daughters. Guess what one of his daughters' name is? Hygiene. 
This one of his daughters. You can research. This is history. This is Greek mythology. And this is what happened there. And so this pool of water that's got stirred up every now and then someone got healed was actually not an act of God. I was, I was having this conversation with Desiree. I was like, well, how does this happen? Because if someone's lame or someone's sick or someone's and, and they get healed, isn't that God? But can the devil remove something that he puts on? Just to distract, just to point you in the wrong direction, just to put your hopes in something that's not of God. See, there are many things in life that the devil will use to distract you. And when we were away on holiday, we had some two lovely men turn up to our door. Who were they? Jehovah Witnesses. The beautiful people. They were very polite, very nice, very, very, uh, very nice people. But we know that there's distractions in that religion that distract away from Jesus. So I'm sharing this tonight is because I want you to understand that it's good to get into your Bible. It's good to read it through. It's good to, it's good to study it through and you get an understanding more than, than just reading it word for word. I believe in the Word of God and I pray that it will help you. But here's the thing. Tonight we're going to go on and, and there's the story of this, this lame man. See, what was the title of this message? I've forgotten while I'm here. 38 years, 38 years. Was he lame from birth? We don't know. Could have have something have happened when he was a 10-year-old, when he was a, but who, it just says 38 years he had to deal with this. And and I want to ask us some, some things tonight because you deal with stuff. You've got to put up with stuff, right? But how do we keep, in our point, we're like what Matt said last week, we praise on one. We praise on one. 38 years, I don't know if I can praise on one. I forgot while I'm here. Let's not ever forget why we're here as Christians on earth. Let's believe in what Jesus has come to do. I like this. See, I started off this morning, oh, sorry, this evening about I'm going to give away some stuff. And uh, Anna was nice enough to come up and take the 10 cents. <laughs> and I don't know, someone got the $1. Oh, $1.10. That's a, that's, a, that's a good mixture right there. And, and the urgency, right? The urgency was, oh, it's only 10 cents. I don't want 10, ten cents. <laughs> but I gave a dollar. I was like, oh, the youth started getting excited at a dollar. I was like, a dollar. And then, and then, then we pulled, up, pulled out a $5 note. And like Arnie was like racing down here. He was pushing people out the way. <laughs> like, like Paul has just recovered from hospital. <laughs> I, I don't know who, what sort of Christian are you? I don't know. I hope you're going to shout him something with that fire, but I don't know. And then, you know, and, and then, and there was this urgency because we knew the value of it, right? And then suddenly the $5 turned into a, a $20 note and, and like, man, we started getting some movement in this place. 
All right, and we got excited about that. Some of you humble people out there just thought, oh, no, I'll let someone else get it. It's okay. You're so nice, so nice. I'll deal with you guys later. <laughs> and then we had another $20, and then I, I knew it was just too much effort for you guys to, you know, to, to convert the U.S. dollars, so I just put them back in my pocket, and I'll keep that one. But, and then, then, then I had the credit card, and, oh, man, the, the noise level in here started to get up a little bit. Some people were, were, weren't even sure. Like, is, it was, was Will, was this a joke? Well, would, would he really give me the PIN number to the credit card, which has a $30,000 limit? By the way, you're not spending $30,000 on dinner. You, you, you can spend $300 on dinner, but not, anyway. <laughs> but, but do you know, there was this urgency, but it, there wasn't this, you know what? I tell you now, if someone was up here, Jake, have you got a credit card on you? <laughs> no, no, no. I know you'd do it. You're gen- you guys are generous. But if someone was up here with a credit card going, okay, I'm going to give you my credit card. Here's the PIN number, and you can go out and spend money. I will beat you down. If I was in the back row, I would have been jumping over the seats to get up here. Why? Because I knew that that credit card's going to work. I'm excited about that credit card. But, but I'm like, what do you think? See, the problem is we get into this mindset where we forget what we came for. We forget what we came for. And this, this person, lame, for, for 38 years, forgot what he came for. Or, or he got into a place where he was sufficient. Or, or like He had excuses. We're going to deal with these excuses. And let's, let's talk about them now. It's, but, but there was this eagerness. I mean, it was the Passover festival. There was heaps of people around. There was, there was sun coming down. It was hot. It probably might have smelt a little bit because it was a place of disease. It was a place of illness. It was a place, and, and there was this, just a rush. And I don't know about you, but if that was actually happened and, and it was stirring the water up and I had something wrong with me, I would be like Arnie. I'm like, Arnie, Fist pump right there. You know, go for what you want in life. Don't let anyone get in the way. Push them over. Stand on them. Beat them down. Not really. But we forget why we're here when it comes to the promises and the Word of God that God has poured out and given us access to. I want to say tonight, let's get rid of our excuses. I love what Jesus says. He just, he, he turns up and he says, he's the, he's the, when Jesus saw him, he knew he had been ill for a long time. When he looked at him, he's like, that's nasty. <laughs> from Reggie Dabbs' quote, point of view. I, I don't know, but I actually believe that Jesus wouldn't even had to have looked at him because Jesus knows everything. He knows your situation. He knows what issues you're going through. Going through. But he just looks at him and he says this, would you like to get well? Would you like to get well? Just that question. Nothing else is not even like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Put any deodorant on lately? It's a bit, woo, around here. I know, oh, that mat looks a little bit nasty. When was the last time you gave that a shake off? 
No, it was just straight up. Would you like to get well? If you could, if Jesus could stand in front of you right now, right at this moment, and he asked you a question, what would your answer be? What would your answer be? I know, I know some of you, and I know what some of your answers would be. But what would your answer be if you had been ill for 38 years? 38 years. Just on the porch, sitting down somewhere. There's a whole lot of other people around. And then, then the water bubbles up, and there's this amazing sight of lame, blind, and disabled people trying to jump into the water. Could you imagine the carnage? They'll be tripping over, blind people will be tripping over lame people. Lame people will be like falling over, running and bumping into other people. Paralyzed people will be trying to get there. It would just be carnage. It, it, it would it'd be horrendous. And, and then finally one person gets to the end. Woo! Because that's what it was like. That's what it says. Someone got there first. If it was Arnie and Paul, they would be on the ground here, crawling on the ground. One would be kicking them. Because that would be the urgency of, of this situation. We, we, we get into this situation even as Christians where we think that this is only going to happen for what? Oh, it's okay. It's going to happen for them, but it can't happen for me. See, see, why I understand the Scripture now is because when the Bible says that wherever Jesus went, He held every illness and sickness. He didn't heal just one. So this angel of the Lord stuff, no, it was, it was a demonic deception taking people away from the real promises of God. But our excuses, I can't, sir. At least he was polite. You know, we come up with some real nice, polite excuses as Christians. As elibits. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that to be harsh. But we do, don't we? We come up with some real good Christian excuses. I can't, sir. Well, I, I can't. I have, I have no one. I have no one to put me into the pool. Here, here's the thing is, when are we going to get rid of the I can't? God wants to get rid of, get rid of your I can't right now. I, I couldn't lead an e-group. Just jump in the pool. Just see, the, I love this story because it's in John chapter 5, which comes after John chapter. Could just check in that you guys are with me tonight. And what's John chapter 4 about? It's about, the, about Jesus going to the well. And he talks about rivers of living water will flow out of me. And if you drink from this living water, you will never thirst again. So again, we've got two, two, two illustrations of water. But I want to say tonight, you know, when, 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 when God released miracles with Moses about, about water and a rock and the, and the children of Israel, he had, they had to like quench the thirst of over a million Israelites. That's a lot of water. 
that's a lot of water and everyone was satisfied. I want to tell you tonight that, that stop making excuses because God's got enough for you. 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 God's got enough for me. He's got enough for you. And God can supply everything according to His glory and riches. And we don't need to be, oh, I can't, sir. What do you mean you can't? You're made in the image of God. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, but I've never done this before. Do you know what? I never had tied my shoelaces before. I never wiped my bottom before. But I know how to do those things now. Praise the Lord. If you don't try something, you're never going to learn how to do it. If you don't put your trust in God, you're never going to learn how to do it. I've never prayed out loud. Just pray out loud. Just, just pray. I've never lifted my hands in worship. You don't have to, but it's a great sign of surrender. I can't. There's, there's, there's so many I can'ts out there. So, oh, I don't have the ability to do that. I'm the biggest I can't person overcomer out there. And I, I share that because I'm boasting in God. You, if you know my testimony, which some of you may do, but Pastor Bruce asked us to lead a church. The first time I preached was in the church that I was leading. I just think that's hilarious. The first time I led a service, was just before I first time preached in the same service, in the same church that I was in. Let me just tell you this as a secret. I don't tell, I never, I didn't even lead an e-group before I pastored a church. Now that's funny. You're allowed to laugh at that. And I, I share this because we've, we've got to get over the I can't. We can point to this. We can point to that. But you can. You can. Oh, I don't know enough of the Bible. Well, just start reading it. Just start reading it. I want to tell you a secret. There's parts of the Bible I haven't read. But I'm going to get there. I've read a lot of the Bible, and I've read a lot of the Bible over and over and over. There's some parts I just, I just haven't got to. But I'm going to get there. Why? Because I know I can do it. But let's get rid of the I can't attitude. So the problem is after 38 years, we start disbelieving the call of God that's on our life. We start getting disappointed. We start getting hurt and distracted and disillusioned. I want to say tonight, it's time to say I can and not I can't. It's time to rebirth and rebuild and tear down the enemies, the thoughts of the devil and to take every thought captive. It's time again to renew our mind. It's time to renew our mind, not be conformed to the things of this world, but to renew our mind. I want to encourage us again. The next thing, number two, is I have no one. This is a sad, sad scripture. It says, I have no one. I reckon at year one, he had someone. I reckon at year five, he probably had someone. 
I reckon at year 10, he probably had someone. Maybe year 15. But there would have been a time where all that hurt, all that disappointment, all that discouragement got inside him and made him an ugly person. And then you start lashing out and you start pushing away the very people that love you, the very people that are there to help. See, I wonder, I love the story of the, the four, four friends carrying a guy on the mat. I wonder if this guy had four friends. At some stage, I reckon he did. But, you know, the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for you to be isolated. It's not good for us to, to, to hold on to those hurts and disappointments because after 38 years, you just get to a place where I forgot while I was here. I forgot why I was here. And some of you aren't even 38, and that's good. Some of you are, that's good. Some of you have passed it, that's great. But let's never, ever forget why we are here. We are here to answer the question, would you like to get well? Would you like to get well? See, this is not just about healing tonight. It's about any situation. What would you like? What would you like? I believe God wants to move in every single one of your situations. I, I, I am tired, uh, and, and I say this with all of my heart and my compassion, I am tired of, of, just, of just listening to people go, I'm believing for this, I'm believing for that, I'm believing for this, and that's a good thing, please hear my heart, but I, I want to hear, I want to hear, I'm, I'm believing for this, but I want to hear, God has come through with this, the miracle got answered today, the blessing got answered today, you know, that, 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 Libby's testimony this morning. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. You know, at Shout Conference a year ahead, um, Sarah Tregoni had phenomenal back pain. Phenomenal back pain for years and years. And she is healed of it. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Pastor Lyle, his eye, he's had four operations now, but currently his eye is perfect. It's, it's seeing. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. There's, like Jason's um, leg the other day, uh, I talked about it was, it was sore, but it was healed. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. What, what, what would you like to do? What, oh, sorry, would you like to get well? Would you like to get well? Not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually. If Jesus was standing in front of you tonight asking you that question, would you like to get well? What would your answer be? I can't. Or would it be right now? Because he paid the price for it. He's paid the price for it. Oh, we went away on holiday this week and went up uh, to Cadrono and we went snowboarding to the family up there. And we paid the price for the chairlift to go up because this altitude and that altitude was a big difference. And this wasn't going to get there. I was, I'm, not, I'm not walking up there. So I paid the price through the gate. They got gondolas now. You can sit in them nice and warm. And you go all the way to the top. But how many of us go, I don't need no gondola. I'll just walk up the top. 
And Jesus has paid the price. What is up with that? Ten cents? We're giving away free stuff here. Five? Twenty bucks? Free dip meal? That stuff's nowhere near as valuable as what Jesus wants to give away tonight. Nowhere near as valuable. But I can't, sir. I have no one to help you. Here's the thing. If you're lonely tonight, I believe God can come and heal you. I believe He can come and heal your heart. You're lonely because you're broken. You're lonely because you're hurt. You're lonely because you're disappointed. And I'm sorry that life has had these things happen in your life. But Jesus loves you. How do I know that? Because at the very start of the scripture, it said, Jesus knew he had been ill for 38 years before he had even started talking to him. Jesus knows every issue in your life. Jesus knows every hurt, every disappointment, every fear, every failure. And he's ready to ask you what you want tonight. What would you like? Would you like to be made well? I've forgotten while I was here, while I'm here. Next one going on. Um, Someone else, someone else always gets there before me. I need the worship band because otherwise I might get upset. I'm going to keep, keep me tamed a little bit. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is one of my biggest frustrations where, where we think it's humble to let someone else get there first. Because that just shows me the lack of your understanding of an infinite God. I'm not here to offend you. I want to. I, if it does offend you, I pray it. It helps you, because in this situation, you've got Jesus wherever you want. You've got Jesus here, and He is big enough for that person. He's big enough for that person. He's got an answer for you. He's got an answer for you. In fact, He's got an answer for everyone in this room, everyone outside in Kids Church, everyone in Dunedin, everyone in the South Island, everyone in New Zealand, everyone in the world, which is owned to seven billion people. So, so don't ever say someone else can get there first. I want you to claw something. No, I don't want you to claw someone's eyes out. But I want you to jump over chairs. I want you to get things out the way. I want you to run to Jesus and say, Lord, tonight, it's my turn. It's my turn. Why, why do we have to deal with, and we live in a fallen world, because sin entered the world, I understand that. But what Jesus has paid for has wiped out the penalty of sin. I know we still live in a fallen world. We're still living and, 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 and there's stuff, but can I encourage and stir faith in this room tonight to say, you know what, God, it's my turn. You know what, Lord? You're big enough. You're strong enough. You are able. It's my turn tonight. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna forget while I'm here. I'm 
going to, I'm here tonight because I know you want to move in my heart. I know you want to fix something in my life. I know that I want to get well in this area. I know, Lord, tonight you're going to answer my prayer. I know tonight that something's going to happen because you're standing here. Why do I know that he's standing here? Is because the Bible is true. It says where two or three are gathered together, there he is. God's here, the presence of God's here. Young person, you may have never have ever thought that Jesus wants to do something in your life. Tonight, if you ask, tonight, if you uh, uh, just humble yourself and say, Lord, I want you to show me something, he will answer your prayers. I can't, sir. I have no one. Someone else always gets there first. You know, there are the three excuses to one question. Would you like to get well? Do you know what he says next? These are the only words that Jesus says. He says, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Many people have preached on this. But sometimes we've got to stand up, get a new view. Just go to God, get a new view. What does that look like? Repentance. Go get God's view again. You got to pick up the mat. See, who's heard of memory foam? Who's got a bed with memory foam? We got a bed with memory foam. It's like real deep on my side. It's like flat on Desiree's side. The problem is, we have spiritual memory foam. We think, oh, I've got to pick up this mat. Oh, this is my spiritual memory foam. No, do you know what? When it comes to picking up your mat, it's just pick up your issues. Pick them up and carry them and shift them from there to here. He just said, get up and walk. He didn't say, get up, leave your mat behind. He said, pick it up and walk with it. Move your issues from A to B. And B, I pray, you will start aligning them with the Word of God and the promises of God. So you're like, oh, I'm struggling in finances. I haven't got this. I'm down. I'm, I'm, and this is real things. We live in a world right now, a pressure of finances and all that. But pick it up. Align it with the Word of God. And that memory foam will start changing. We'll start moving. But let's not just go, oh, this is as good as it's going to get. 38 years I've been making this memory foam. 38 years spiritual memory foam. 38 years of hurts and disappointments. Well, no. What was the title of the message? I forgot why I'm here. Tonight, let's not forget why we're here. Every time we meet together, I pray there's an expectation to know that Jesus is here right now. The Holy Spirit is here to mend. He's here to love. And He's here to comfort. 
He's here to hold. He's here to embrace. And He's here to bring miracles. He's here to bring healing. But like what Justine said this morning, do we pray under the line? Or do we anchor ourselves in the hope of the heavenly kingdom? We can stay on our mat, just chilling out. Oh, woohoo, the water's bubbling again. Someone else is going to get there. Someone else is blessing. I know you don't have that attitude. I do sometimes. Just being real. But let's not forget why we're here. Every moment, Jesus can answer your questions. Every second of the day, Jesus can heal you. And so as we pray tonight, we're going to pray. We're not going to a false God. It's not one person's opportunity tonight. Is there an eagerness to run to the front and get everything that Jesus has got for you? I know, silly illustration, just for a little bit of money. But your freedom is worth way more than a little bit of money. So we're going to sing. The team knows what we're going to sing. We're going to worship. And I've prayed, my prayer is tonight is that just God meets you. Jesus meets you. That if you're standing here asking you a question, whether it's, would you like to get well? I pray you've got an answer. I pray you've got an answer. Come on, let's sing together tonight. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.